Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tonight, whiskey business goes deep into some funny business. Stay tuned for humor. Yeah. Or not. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. out there it goes as as follows dying is easy comedy is hard it's attributed to an actor by the name of Edmund Gwen uh, for those of you if that name doesn't sound familiar Edmund Gwen played uh, uh, Chris Kringle Santa Claus in Miracle on 34th Street and that quote is attributed to him on his deathbed when director George Seaton said to him uh, something along the lines of, this must be this must be terribly difficult for you. What Edmund Gwen actually said, not to dilute the actual quote, what Edmund Gwen actually said was, not nearly as difficult as doing comedy, is what he actually said. Uh, that quote was circulated through the years. Jack Lemmon, Gregory Peck, all said the same thing. Uh, dying is easy, comedy is hard, could also be attributed to Peter O'Toole, where I think the quote actually uh, became the way we know it today when he said that in a movie called My Favorite Year, playing a swashbuckler on live 50s comedy television show that he was a part of. Uh, regardless, <laughs> it's got some truth to it. And tonight on Whiskey Business, um, we're going to be introducing you to an upcoming installment that we're all very proud of, that everybody in the room is a part of, uh, a little thing called the Half Hour Comedy Hour that's only 15 minutes long. And uh, uh, before we get to uh, meeting our guests who are equally involved in a couple of frequent flyers here on Whiskey Business, John Osbeck and Ralph Scott, I hand it over to, uh, of course, thank John Whitney in advance, who's sitting quietly on the video side, and Greg Hansberry, slow clap, slow clap for Whitney, slow clap. <laughs> and Greg Hansberry on the audio side, who has a little bit of business to do as, uh, I will say this part of it, as we are proud to be a part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Proud to be part of that family. That's right, evergreenpodcasts.com. You yes. can find a, a blurb about us, including our new headshots, which uh, are yeah. very nice. Taken uh, by? Osbeck's wife. Shaw. Yeah, there you go. Osbeck's wife. Um, so, so check that out. There's a bunch of cool uh, episodes on different podcasts there that um, for all walks of life, uh, the children in your life, 
the uh, old historian buffs in your life. Uh, look, here we go. Um, thanks, John. Yeah, look at look how good we look there. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. You're very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put that in the spank bank for later. <laughs> Whiskeybusinesspod.com is over here. And we're <laughs> off. And yeah. <laughs> you already jumped three questions ahead. <laughs> What's in your spank bank? <laughs> no, that's not the question. Four questions ahead. <laughs> anyway, answer. You Thank saying. you for subscribing to you, uh, to us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you are uh, finding us on uh, maybe uh, YouTube or Facebook or something, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Amazon, uh, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcast, YouTube. With uh, just search for Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Yep. Uh, John does a great job editing this, and uh, it's the raw, unedited f- footage. So, like, every once in a while, I'll clean up some of the riffraff, but the whole uncut the raw, yeah, yeah, is on video, which is sometimes fun. The naked one. Yeah. <laughs> the naked one is on YouTube. Uh, then uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, did, and also, I want to just remind everybody, if they didn't check out last week's episode, uh, it's uh, with Watershed. And uh, we picked our own bottle. Watershed Distillery yeah, here in Columbus, Ohio. Is going to be selling a whiskey business uh, barrel selection, which oh, is nice. yeah. pretty tight. We yeah, have whiskey business. Our, our logo will be on the bottle. It'll be available in the distillery only, but that's cool because lots of people go to the bottle shop, and and, yeah. and we're hoping that you enjoy it. We spent we spent a long hard evening picking that bottle. <laughs> it was it was a long night into the morning too. <laughs> into, into, into the morning. I find out later, I find out later there were a couple of samples that they gave us to take with us and these two these two jamokes <laughs> continued to drink once they got home. <laughs> like uh, did you not have enough down there? I want more than enough. Yeah. There's no rye. There's no rye. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There's no rye. Also, uh, they re- they reveal a little secret uh, information uh, on the podcast, including, but not, uh, you know, we're not allowed to deny it or, or uh, confirm it. A rye. They're going to be releasing yeah, a rye. I know. I know. No. I know. I'm just teasing you. Um, Anything else? Uh, yeah, we're also on Shudder. Uh, no, the, the horror uh, <laughs> network. No, the horror film network. Yeah, we are. I, granted, I will say that there are times where this podcast is horrifying. <laughs> we fit right in with the Shutter family. It's not, it's not gone to the part where it's just flat out scary. The guest <laughs> bottle tonight. All right, watch me, watch me, watch me, uh, <laughs> watch me smooth this cheap whiskey. No, it's gonna, this is going to be good. This is it. How does this what relate? Is this is bottle one hundred and seventy-six, I believe, on the podcast this evening. Ooh. We've not had this bottom shelf beauty on the podcast before. <laughs> This is, Are you talking about me or the bottle? <laughs> you guys, yeah. Can this we is be McAfee's <laughs> Benchmark Old Number 8 brand. This is a Buffalo Trace product. This is like their introduction to bourbon bottle, if you will. Um, it's it's on the bottom shelf. It retails here in Ohio, anyway, for $9.99. You'll <laughs> say, what? You couldn't afford a better whiskey for these guys? You went cheap on them? No. No. You see... Tonight, when we tell you all about the half hour comedy hour, it is a benchmark of sorts. <laughs> so smooth. Just like oh. benchmark. Just old like number eight. Old number eight. McAfee's benchmark old number eight. Oh, McAfee's. Yeah. This used to be, uh, uh, this product was called Benchmark Bourbon when it was owned by Seagram's. 
back in 1992, and then Seagram's uh, sold it to Kieran, who is the the big the big uh, the big brand that uh, owns a lot of things. And and this is McAfee's. The McAfee brothers were actually surveyors, and back in uh, 17 what was my date on that one? 17 something in the 1700s. <laughs> oh, yeah. a minute ago. I need a specific <laughs> they were actually Where's our fact checker? They were actually, yeah, seven, in the 1700s, the late 1700s, they were actually uh, surveying the land north of Frankfurt where a lot of these distilleries exist today. So the McAfee oh, brothers, a little, a little bit of information there. And honestly, it's a very drinkable whiskey. You know, it is. For $9.99. It's quite um, delicious. It doesn't have a whole lot going on. And I why mean, buy one when you can have two? Well, I bought two. <laughs> there's, and here's, here's, there's, there's a reason, a reason I bought two. two. <laughs> there's a reason I bought two. There's a reason. One, uh, they did have a big liter bottle. Right. But it's in plastic. Oh, no. Okay. And Whitney doesn't like his whiskey in plastic. Ah. See, these are the little things that I still think about as I try <laughs> to uh, appease my, my guys crew, that I can't yes. do the podcast it's without. The it's the seat. He thinks there's. there's mm-hmm. He thinks there's. Yeah, what are those? Bitch. The uh, yeah. So I've What's that I term, bought that word? two fifths of the benchmark in glass bottles. That's one reason. Second reason I bought two. Ralph Scott has a very heavy yeah. pour. <laughs> <laughs> he's already established. That yeah, very I know. Well. Yeah. Ralphie pours. He's a, he's a how tall are you? Six four. He's six four, and he pours every bit of six four. <laughs> well, we're only like not even ten minutes in, and we're yeah. we're, and we're, and we're low, less we're than half the bottle. So yeah. that's why there's that's why there's two bottles and glass uh, bottles to appease Whitney and also to accommodate Ralphie. <laughs> much appreciated. Before much appreciated. It's all said and done. So um, yeah, you'll pick up. Honestly, you will pick up some some tasting notes. Uh, Hansberry, you being crazy about Halloween. Uh, you should pick up some caramel and candy corn mm. uh, in this. Yeah, it doesn't have a very long finish, but as far as the nose and the palate, I think you'll pick up a little bit of candy corn and caramel and vanilla. I'll be the in this, in this before it's all said and done. It's a very drinkable whiskey. It's a great mixer whiskey. If you're the person who likes to throw in some Seven Up or some yep, Coke, that's what this I would be before. the one. This would be the one to do it with, or you can drink it like we are on the rocks right now and enjoy it as well. So, uh, thank you. Thank you, Buffalo Trace, for having a inexpensive, easy to drink. Yeah. It's it's the uh, I don't care. It's whiskey, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what? If you just I uh, need some whiskey and you don't want to be, Ugh, you know, this is good. <laughs> this is good. That's a good trunk bottle. If yeah. you don't want to put too much into your trunk bottle, in your trunk bottle, right, 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 oh, right, right, right. The trunk bottle, the in case of emergency break glass bottle. That's right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Don't have to spend a fortune to have some decent whiskey, people. All right, so we got that. Our 176th bottle. Wow. Fast approaching 180 on the podcast. We'll see. I gave Watershed uh, credit for four of them because we tried four different okay, Watershed fair bottles. Enough. So. Oh, so you got four of them in one night with Watershed. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, we've got more like six or seven. But, but from the actual barrel selection, it was four. My guests, I'll say it again, are frequent flyers on the podcast. They've been on the podcast together. They've been on the podcast separately. Uh, John Osbeck and Ralph Scott are back with us again for a very good reason. Uh, though I will tell you right now, gentlemen. Oh, you want the slow clap? <laughs> I was doing it for Ralph. The slow clap for, for oh, Ralph Scott. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason, one of the main reasons is, is we have something very exciting that we're going to be debuting uh, here on Whiskey Business. And then it will eventually live on its own. But uh, we, will, we will have it on Whiskey Business to start. Whiskey Business presents the half hour comedy hour. This is an idea that John Osbeck uh, 
has always wanted to do, a fan of radio comedy and actually a kind of a throwback for those of you who are, are of a, an older generation. You might remember National Lampoon mm-hmm. and what they would do on the radio. And Osbeck said, I want to do the half hour comedy hour. That full title is actually the half hour comedy hour, which is only 15 minutes. That's, <laughs> that's the actual yes. title. And it's actually what we've done. So, boys, uh, thank you for being here tonight to talk about thank this. You. We will talk about this, but then we're also going to talk about comedy in general. A whole lot of things that I want to pick your brains about. But sure. for starters, let's talk about the half hour comedy hour, which is only 15 minutes long. <laughs> Johnny, you want to start? Well, yeah. I mean, like you said, um, for the longest well said. time. Well <laughs> Moving Engaging. on. Engaging. So <laughs> if, you give, yes, if you give anyone in this room three seconds of dead air time, they're going to fill it. So I guess I'm going to have to just keep on talking right through while I'm thinking in my brain about what to say, which is that. When Did was, you not prepare? <laughs> Well, when I was a kid, uh, we would travel. My mom would take us on trips. She, Whoa, we're she always go that had. Far back. Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, my brother uh, was the one who always had the the better stereo, the better turntable, right. and he had uh, all of these incredible comedy albums: George Carlin, right. Richard Pryor, sure. Cheech and Chong, National Lampoon. And uh, I would sneak into his room and I would listen to all of his vinyl and I would inevitably scratch him. He would get pissed off. And eventually he asked my mom to get a lock on the door because I kept on ruining his records. But when we would go on these trips. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What would you I'm, do? I'm, I'm How would you ruin his records? I'd, just, I'd scratch him. You know, I, I wasn't careful with it. I was like, I want to hear the track in the middle. And boom, <laughs> I just drop it down. Right. So, played Frisbee with it. <laughs> so when we would go on these trips, my mom would have us make these mixtapes of comedy that we would want to listen to. And then she would also throw in clean uh, for the car. No, no, oh, uh, I, I will say no, um, you've, not, you've not met his mom. Have you? <clears throat> she, she <laughs> is a, she's a card man. She's, she's a character. A, all right. She's okay. a qualifier. That I like one. that already. And she just appreciates, she appreciates humor, whatever it is. And uh, so she, she would have us make these mixtapes of, of Carlin and Pryor and all these, and then she would bring in some of the old radio shows that were being at the time put out on cassette. You know, they'd have like yeah. the 1940s radio hour, and yeah. sometimes be dramas and mysteries, sometimes comedy hours, suspense. And so those are the things that my brother and I grew up listening to on the road, and that was oh, that's always been in my head. So when we started talking about this, I mean, it's it's been a couple of years since I first I think brought up the idea. Yeah. It was just maybe right before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I, I, I've got this. I want to do this. Uh, and we have such great talent that we're around. And um, we can definitely do it. We're, I want to do this thing. Then somehow ended up coming up with the title of Half Hour Comedy Hour. That's more like 15 minutes. I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was because we went to, you and I were at Nasty's. And I brought up. I want to do it's uh, a bar. A Wait, com- what's uh, nasty? It's, it's a bar. It's not a. It's not a strip club. A lot of a, a or ter- it's not the secret name of my spank bank. <laughs> nasty. Okay, that is not one, two, two <laughs> spank banks. No, that's no, three. Three spank banks. Oh, sweet. We'll get we'll get to more. And I said we were at Nasty's, and I said, "What about what did I beat off with?" Oh my God! No, what did my mother listen to this? Oh, I said, hey, man, I want to do a wow, uh, comedy. He says brought it up and you heard beat. beat? Uh, well, I thought we were still on the spank bank. Thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I said, I want to do a comedy podcast of different skits. And you about shot out of your chair. Yeah. And going, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Because uh, we hadn't talked yet. I had talked to Dino about you it. You talked to Dino. You and I were talking yeah. about it. And, and you, so it was we, were, we started shooting. Universe, right? uh, 
ideas uh, back and forth for different scenes. And that's when you came up and he was like, I know what we'll call it. We'll call it the half hour radio hour, uh, which is now the half hour comedy hour. Right. Uh, but that's only 15 minutes long. And I was yeah. like, holy fuck, that's genius. Uh, and we didn't write it down. <laughs> and then when we were, we so came over and got with Dino. Creative circle. Yes. We, we come up with genius ideas, never write them down. But then th- that the first time the three of us met, Johnny, who is our... Uh, we call him our scribe. Our scribe, thank you. You're welcome. Our scribe. I remember uh, everything. Wrote down, uh, we brainstormed and wrote yeah. down all the ideas that we could come up with, which we still have, like three or four pages of More ideas. ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and the beautiful uh, thing that happened was, because we were in the same place in the universe or whatever, all of the things that you had come up with that you were doing when you were at Second City, uh, yeah, a lot of those ideas us, when you had your own troupe in Chicago. Yeah, we used four... Four, yeah, four of those skits, but they were written for the stage. Right. And they were all visual. Right. So I was like, well, here's a foundation that we yeah. can jump from. Right. And then the three of us made them infinitely more funny. Well, oh my I, God. I mean, they were funny to begin with, but as we sat down collectively but, and were writing, I said, this is not going to work. Yeah, yeah. You, you had some questions about yeah. it working. Uh, for, yeah. yeah for they, the, these aren't going to work uh, from an audio perspective. You know, we needed to, to, and we did. We successfully, yeah. we successfully. And I believed, I believed nice. in the history of my comedy <laughs> stylings from <laughs> traveling on the road. No, and uh, yes. so this is a very uh, extensively produced. Hansberry recorded it, uh, uh, and uh, John Whitney features is, John Whitney. John Whitney's involved. Everybody talent. at this table is involved, um, and that's also what made it. Yeah, made it fun. Made yes. it, even beyond what we thought about in the beginning, and that's the beautiful. That's the thing I love about creative efforts like this whether it's a comedy show whether it's a play whether it's a movie whatever is once you get all of those creative people together yeah. everybody's yeah, got their little thing they can add to it else. and, yeah. and well, it becomes something even better it, than you it, thought it, it was it became gonna be. a collective effort and, yeah. and a fun one at that uh, the three of us uh, all contributed to the writing of it and the performing of it nice. um you know he's uh, he's not on a microphone tonight john whitney <laughs> Is, is is very quiet and and everybody thinks he's so serious and he is he's very serious about what he does and how he does it but there is a streak of humor that is not even buried it just stays there under the surface but yeah. when it has a chance to come out and 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 blossom he is like a comedy ninja like a little bit he of a ninja. lies in the shadow that's a good one that's a good right one. and yeah. then just yeah, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. not expecting it he attacks with funny. Yes. Well, th- no, that's what I was going to say. I'm excited about it because I think, I mean, we established, you know, we want to do more. Yes. So, uh, I mean, you guys busted your balls during this first ones, but I, I feel like the ones down the road will all have a little bit of a, of a larger, different role. Sure, sure. And mm-hmm. it's just going to get bigger and better and more bigger fun. And, and, uh, and I'm excited. I've been pitching Ralph or John ideas for like months. <laughs> I'll, I'll just get like, a text. <laughs> I'll get a text at like 1230 at night. He's like, hey, what about this? Yeah. What I'm about like, this? That's pretty good. So yeah. Put it down, right? Sometimes <laughs> you get a text at 1230 at night. He goes, what about this? You go, what the fuck what is, is he talking about? about? <laughs> it's at the, 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 it's, it's hey, Ralph. Two nuns are fucking an alligator on a bus. <laughs> can we do it for audio? Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can do uh, it. Yeah. Right. Well, I need more caramel corn. And, uh, I, corn. I know. <laughs> well, you talk about comedy records. Caramel One of corn, uh, Growing up, I got into music through uh, a- Adam Sandler. We've, I know we've talked about Adam Sandler yes. in the past, um, but like, I was I was into SNL and watching those. You know, I was more of a comedy dude. Then I saw Adam Sandler doing the goofy songs. So the first songs I ever wrote were comedy songs. And I would listen to his really vulgar records. And my mom would, I was, I had a CD player in the shower. 
So I'd always like play it in, while I was in the shower and like had it really, really loud. And my mom was like, turn it down. I mean, every other word was fuck on these records. Anyway, long story short. Thank you, it's Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. Uh, but and then I kind of invented, it's like turned into more of a, a musician. Uh, but it's taking me back to these those early, early comedy roots. And right. I'm, I'm really excited about being a part of it with you guys. I'm, I, I can't wait for it uh, to be out there. Uh, like I said, it, it, so it has become something that's yeah, so when this podcast drops uh, the half hour comedy hour that's only 15 minutes will uh will will drop shortly thereafter maybe even the next day i mean so yeah uh, if you're listening to this podcast when it finally drops uh start looking for the half hour comedy hour to be on its heels real quick real quick and we're very excited about it so um and like i said we've got a uh our our central cast which would be uh the people in this room but we also have some great guest performers oh my guess well. we do Todd Covert's on this yep. one. And, yep. uh, John Susan Whitney Wismar. is John one of the guests. And Susan Wismar. Susan yes. Wismar is great on this one. Uh, <laughs> yes. well, you are part of the troop. Yeah, you well, be, and that's like what goes back, back to what you were saying, Greg, which is like we were kind of assembling this uh, ensemble of, of do comedy me, Do me a favor. In one of the upcoming skits that Andy. we write, uh, just so I can get them off my back, can we have a skit that involves an Uber driver? Oh, God. Because we've always fun. promised Hansberry that he'd be an Uber driver okay. in one of our films. And I don't know if that's Will this, really Would this suffice? I don't even know. I don't even know on, if that's going to happen. I need on-screen time. Okay. I don't know if that's going to happen. But just to placate him. Maybe it could bit. be like the origin of that character. Yeah. And then he comes yeah. out in a then, film at comes, some right. point later. But beginnings, that's right. right? And then people would be able to go back right. and be like, oh, but did you yeah. know like this Easter egg of the Uber driver was actually in one of the mm-hmm. half-hour comedy yeah. hour episodes? I like what you're saying. It's like the Marvel Universe, but with this, with the Uber driver. It's exactly like that. All right. Okay, I'm in. Just a little persuasion. Okay. Can we name it Puber? Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay. go on to the spank bank. All right. That's five. That's, that's, no. that's five. Five. Uh, five spank banks. Gideon will be like, are you Greg? Okay. Yeah. Are okay. you Ralph? Yeah. You going to the spank bank? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you my puber? No. no. We, will, we will talk a little bit more about the half hour. It's comedy, already been right itself. The main reason I wanted all that up front is to let you people know exactly that something very fun and funny is coming your way. But uh, the rest of this conversation this evening... While it's while it stems from the half hour comedy hour, is my question to everybody in the room is is kind of a broad question, but what is funny to you? I mean, you ask somebody what's you say what's funny. Everybody's got a different sense of humor, yeah. a different taste for humor. What some people find hysterically funny, other people may find offensive, or no, that's that's not what I like. Some people like really smart intelligent comedy some people like slapstick um this group uh has been involved in all forms of comedy uh obviously the half hour comedy hour which is only 15 minutes is uh <laughs> is is sketch comedy that you'll be listening to uh via audio but ralph you've been involved in improv comedy yeah. and sketch comedy yes i've been involved in stand-up comedy osbeck I don't know what your comedy roots are. You have a great sense of humor. Well, and, thank you. And and, and also, and so well, I I did have improv. Yeah. Uh, well, you you started out uh, filming doing the man's the man's shorts. I was gonna was, the, the what yeah, I was gonna say are movies. very funny. Yeah. 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 Once again, on Phil, which led me to being a part of a, a small improv troupe that was here in Columbus for a brief period of time, about a year and a half, two years. Uh, back in the aughts, the early the aughts, aughts, the aughts. Uh, called Out of Our Heads, that oh, was yeah. uh, Andy Spitzer, 
uh, my good friend uh, who I knew from high school and George Caliotis. Oh, George. George has been on a podcast. Yeah. So another Second City mm-hmm. uh, guy. Alum. And, and uh, so doing those short films that I started out with first, uh, when I had met Andy years later, he said, oh, I'm doing a, an improv show, but we want to make it like a variety show. And we want to have short films. And I saw your man short films. The man shorts really are doing. great. The man shorts have Thank won you. awards. They won. They, they you have how many of them? There's a lot more that are that were made, but uh, and they are like they're also a throwback. Yeah, because they're 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 silent. And in, in respect, there's music, but yeah, but and, as and far a, as there's a character voice in it, but there's no words, there's no right. audible uh, dialogue at all. But it was definitely a throwback to Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin. Right. It, it's meant to be able to be watched. Ben Hill, absolutely, and they're wonderful. Uh, thank you. Uh, they, You're welcome. They've always been uh, a, a treat to do. There's one more to make, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the most recent one, yeah, just it, it got into a few festivals and, and won a couple too. So, because I go back to the quote, you know, dying is easy, comedy is hard. You both are two of the best dramatic actors that, in my circle of people that I know, I've seen you on both stage and screen. I, you're both dear friends of mine. I don't need to blow smoke up your ass. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> I say that sincerely. But Edmund Gwen's. Uh, refurbished quote yeah. is is true yeah. comedy is hard john whitney and i have have made many films together both short and and feature and they've all been serious films the one that we did with ralphie most Spitballin. recently spitballing was 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 fun and uproarious and is going to be available again we we took it he's down has for it a little bit. it's up now it's up right now it's website. back it's, yeah. it's back that it was check that out that was all improv but people say why don't you guys do a comedy and we always pause for a moment from a film aspect at least because i think that making a good comedy film is harder than making a good dramatic film i think and i'm not taking anything away from your talents at all i think it's way easier to make someone feel something and maybe cry than it is to make them laugh yeah yeah Yeah. it it depends on the situation on the situation definitely and people say you know why is it so hard to make a a comedy film for me personally i think and it's timing 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 you know yeah it's timing yeah timing it's timing 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 yeah it's a lot of it is Timing. <laughs> there you go. Bravo. You're in. Yes. That was your audition. All right. You passed. Uh, <laughs> but to me, that, that that that's a lot of it. You know, and, and well, not, not just, you've talked to me in the past, even just editing. Like you guys could uh you know perform the scene perfectly, but then you re- relegate this uh footage over to an editor or producer or director and which they can make it better or fuck it up. Whitney, uh for spitballing, he had almost Three hours of footage, which yeah. cut down. I mean, we've just done the scene 20, 25 times at yeah. least. Right. Uh, and each time it was different. But the way you edited it, you broke it down into the moments, uh, which is what a great editor does. And you made it even funnier than give, giving uh, reaction shots uh, to... <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if that wasn't there, it wouldn't have come out right. as great as, as what it did right that, that's definitely a, a huge part of it as far as the film part of it goes but when you're in the moment of say stand-up or sketch right. comedy on stage or improv which is you know so truly in the moment 
Yeah. I mean, do you think uh, do you think you could ever you could ever do stand up? I remember I did stand up. No. I uh, you were, uh, I started out, uh, Dino and I first met on a movie. Uh, uh, it was the first movie I ever did. It's the first movie I ever did. And first, yeah. And, and if by, and if anybody, if that movie ever gets released, uh, by, it should be the last movie we ever did. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Blood Church. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He was on Blood Church. No shit. He's one of the crew Blood guys. Church. Blood Church. I, I, I've heard of Heartland, but Heartland of Darkness. I've yeah, yeah. Right, let's not talk about so that anymore. I don't want people to I don't want people to start searching for I'm something for that doesn't right exist. Yeah. Don't look for it. So yeah. It's actually listed on IMDb, IMDb yeah, but, but it's not, not out. It's not out. Thank God. <laughs> Greg, you'll have the links up later. Yeah. You mean this? It's a it's a horror film, but it's so unintentionally funny. Yeah. Anytime you have a naked chick talking with a priest in a gate in a graveyard, <laughs> it, again, I mean, comedy's going yeah, to write uh, itself. Yeah, it itself. Like every movie itself. on Shutter. Well, and uh, it's kind of <laughs> off off topic, but uh, is it really? I, well, probably well, not. Yeah, no, no. But aren't uh, I feel like um, again? And I don't make movies, so this is really dumb of me to even say. But like, aren't horror movies easy to make? I mean, compared to. I, I just see like you see more of like people. I think Whitney oh, could probably speak horror, to this as yeah, well. Horror movies are easy to make. Good horror movies. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. The the market for horror movies is huge, right? right? Uh, domestically and internationally, I think it's much easier to sell a horror movie than it is to so sell. So it's, it's a more drama about per, uh, like a yeah. distribution as opposed to yeah. actually like writing we, it. And we made a, a drama it. four years ago, and that's the hardest sell in the world to yeah. put out there. We made it. Yeah. You've made you've made dramas. We, we've made we made dramas. We made a drama several years ago. Several years ago, you and know, thankfully it found a home on Amazon. Fi- finally, it did. Yeah. yeah, this is also frightening. The first bottle of benchmark already is, down. Is, uh, already Where's the gone. third one? I got to go back to your stand up. Yeah. Question. Uh, I don't remember you doing stand up. Uh, I worked uh, doing reservations. Wait, where, where did you do stand up though? Here? The, uh, yeah. Where? Uh, at the can- comedy club at the Ramada Inn. At the Ramada Inn. Yeah. Yeah, Midwest Comedy. Is that the one up on? You worked everywhere, Whitney. No shit. Like, Whitney's, Whitney's always been there. You're going to go back through photos. He's of like, like, he's like Z- a Zealand. Oh, he's Zealand. He's Zealand. Oh, you're the teller at my spank bank. Said, oh, God. I knew I recognized six. you. Six. There we he's go. He's Zealand. He's, John Whitney is Woody Allen's Zealand. Yeah. He's everywhere. That is your new nickname. We're just going to call you Zealand. For anybody who doesn't know what Zealand is, look it up. We don't have time. No. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. I probably Holy got that's shit. where I ate my dinners. Yeah. But I worked, uh, I worked the reservations uh, in the reservation room uh-huh. and then uh, would hang out uh, for the, all the comedy shows. Right. Uh, and then you were performing there. Uh, that's where I started. Yeah, I started yeah. on Amateur Night. And, uh, and so I asked the boss, I was like, because they always had one of the other comics do the MC. I was like, I can MC. Uh, I can do this. I'm an actor. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen you up there. I was like, why don't you do an amateur night? And I was like, yeah. I'll do it. So I I did an amateur night, and he was like, "All right, cool, you're fine." Did Uh, you kill? I killed, but I had a shit ton of friends in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter. But I did, and it was great. Uh, And uh, so then, yeah, that was when Midwest Comedy Tour and Die would perform as well. Uh, So I met Jeff Gage and all those guys, and Michael Loftus. Brilliant. Uh, Yeah, still today, brilliant comedy yeah. minds. Michael Loftus doing very well for himself. Yeah. Jeff Gage, we've had on the podcast yes. as well. Jeff is magnificent. Uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. Yes. 
So then did you end up so doing then, uh, your own? I did my own of, material. Yeah. Uh, for the as the MC, were you ever like well, I don't know what the terms are, feature or a, no, or a, no, never uh, got you never got into the into the grind. Into no, because I didn't. I I wanted to I wanted to go to Chicago and do Second City, a uh, whole different animal, which is a whole different whole different animal. Uh, so and I didn't want to do because I talked to all the comics every night after and hung out and drank with them, uh, but I didn't want to do that the grind, which was going and leaving my family. Uh, hadn't gotten married yet but i wanted to get married uh and i didn't want to be away from my family all the time yeah uh, so i was like comedy no, back then especially when comedy was experiencing some sort of a renaissance oh yeah know, uh and every ev- fucking, everybody had a comedy club everyone I mean, did, holiday yeah. inns were turning their lounges into comedy clubs on friday and saturday yep. nights which is why uh, a young stand-up who was looking for work could work in whitesburg kentucky uh, <laughs> on a Friday and Saturday, and I have a feeling you've Patty been there. And I, I would come and <laughs> see you at uh, the Funny Bone. Funny Bone at the Continent. Yeah, the continent. until we uh, then moved to Chicago. So, did you see him do stand up first, or were I you saw on the film together first? We did the film first, and then I started working at the comedy club, okay. and that's when I started seeing right. uh, Dino again. And we went, to, we'd shoot the shit and drink. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'd come see you at the Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. And would regularly, whenever Dino was there, Patty and I would go and see Dino at the Funny Bone. Yeah. Bar. And I've, I and said we this before. smoke outside. The smoke outside. And yeah. then what? How many years later? Almost 13 years later? More than that? I mean, that was, what, 88, 89? I started, like I started open miking, I think, in 88. Yeah. And I think I got my first paid gig in February of... 89, uh, I remember it very well because I opened, this is when I was getting paid at the Funny Bone, and Drew Carey was the middle, he was the feature act. Holy shit, oh, that's right. Drew Carey and a guy Not named, the headliner. A guy, the headliner was a guy named Dak Rako. Actually, his name was, he went by Kodak, but he had to drop Kodak because Kodak actually sued him <laughs> for, for using uh, their name, so he had to go to Dak Rako instead of Kodak. <laughs> Uh, Where's Kodak now? <laughs> I, I have no idea, but Dak was very funny. I meant Kodak the company. The, uh, <laughs> Kodak well, both of them. We yeah. don't know where they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And, and Phil went under, so did Kodak. <laughs> and I remember Drew Carey just, you know, killed him. But I was so excited to like, oh, I'm getting paid to do this. Right? Yeah. I made a whopping three hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so, good for back then. Jesus, three hundred dollars back in yeah for the whole week. Never mind for oh, the whole sorry. week. Yeah, that's it. All right. So then, kind of pushing the conversation along. As you guys are doing these these early seedlings of stand up, right. like what part of you would go like, I gotta make a movie, I gotta get this on fucking tape, I gotta be a movie star, or does that never cross your mind and you just want to be uh, paid for being funny, whether it's on stage or on film or on paper or whatever I, it is? I've said this before. For me, uh, stand up, much like radio, was a happy accident. Right. I only I used to go to comedy clubs just to relax and have fun. Yeah. And because I was doing investigative work at the, at the time, and it was very, very stressful for me. So comedy was a release. And as I sat there, like a lot of people do, as they sit up there and watch it, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm funny at work. I make people laugh yeah, at work. Yeah, 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 I grew yeah. up there. And I remember yeah, my I first it. time at the comedy club at the Ramada. I wrote what I thought was 10 minutes of material. And I got through it in four. <laughs> oh, I got six more minutes. I got, son of a I got, yeah, I got through it in four minutes, you know. And uh, but call it a blessing or a curse, whatever you want to. I was sucking that first night. 
Uh, and then I got one big laugh. That's all it takes. And yeah. I heard that, and that was just like you know comedy heroin for the first time. Like, yeah. oh, so that's what it's like. And then I listened, and I didn't win that night. And I went back two weeks later, fixed my mistakes, what I thought were my mistakes, and I won in the comedy competition that night. And right. That started the whole thing rolling. You know, then I was I was I was hooked. But I think maybe to t- to go back to your question a little bit, Greg, is like, what was that thing that made you go into film from comedy or doing that? For me, when I was first getting started in things was like this whole group of people that were in this weird creative collective in Columbus at the time. We were all doing kind of different things. There right. were some stand up guys. There were some improv guys. There were some actors. And there were some guys who, like Miguel, who who was a camera guy, right? And so when all of those people were together in a group, we were like, well, then we let's should make a, let's make a movie. So we're all going to make should, a movie. We we're should do make a comedy movie. podcast. Put a friend <laughs> in yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Good Night Cleveland. Go. Oh, I try to forget about Good Night right? Cleveland. Right. So Good Night Cleveland. Probably I made kind Good of Night Cleveland. The same way. Yeah, I made Good Night. I made Good Night Cleveland. And actually, you know, it's and and George Caliotis, who was a big part of that. Yes. Uh, we'll tell you, it's not a good movie, but because it, <laughs> it, it was about a, a it was about an improv troupe. Right. That gets involved in in uh, in selling drugs and and I I think that's what the plot line was. <laughs> I don't know, but I played uh, some badass. I didn't play a comic. I played some some badass club owner. That didn't uh, you guys show this to me one night? Yeah, I think we watched. I think we watched parts of it. Yeah, we watched parts of it. The good parts. Uh, we, we watched. Yeah, the good parts. we went when I was when we were all. It's not a terrible idea. Did you say it's been made though since or no? No, it, that that movie <clears throat> was made and put out. Somewhere, I mean, no, I but haven't. I mean, like, re, like, like in Hollywood, oh, like, I hasn't no that idea. plot been? That, oh, that that story has yeah, that story been done? I think mm, don't, I, don't know. It's time don't for know. a research. Yeah. <laughs> and it was shot. And it was shot on yeah. film. Yes, it, back it, then. It was, yeah, back then, and we were shooting on film. We, we didn't have the luxury of oh my god of, of video. So you know, Close the gate. you know, precious, <laughs> precious takes, man. It's good to, uh, Three takes, route. Yeah, right, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about film at that particular no, particular time. No. Um, like every comic, I guess the dream, once I got sucked in, was to do stand up on the road, and hopefully the right person sees you at the right time, and you go to TV uh, show. You, you go to TV, you go to Hollywood, and and, and yeah. do, get in, get into pilot season, and so forth and so on, and, and let the dream continue and happen. That's what Drew Carey did. I remember. Yeah. Drew, I, I I think I've said this on podcast years ago. I remember when Drew Carey and I worked on the road again and we were working in Atlanta and he came pulling in with his little uh, mercury tracer and out of the back, he pulled out a desk and he pulled out a computer and, and he set up a little office and he was working his way across the country to LA and he had the dream. He wow. had firmly planted in his head. I'm going to go out to LA and I'm, I'm working my way out to LA and I'm going to, I'm going to be on television. He knew it and he was, and, you know, look where he is today. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on.
what was that transition then, Ralph, when you were doing the MC at that club and you said you knew you wanted to do improv. So when did you know you always wanted to go to Second City? Yes. Uh, and was so that was your trajectory that you you had for yourself. Yeah, I knew after doing it, and uh, and I was there for about a little over a year at the comedy club. Is waiting for Patty to graduate. Uh, from college because I was thank you for saying college not college no not high school waiting for to get out of elementary school and for Sitter to be a little more cooler <laughs> wait for her to get her diploma out of high school her bitch mom wouldn't yeah, let God, her out god damn I mean how many Fisher Price to- toys do I have to buy <laughs> We kid. That's I not have opened that, up that, that, yeah, I really that's on you. That's you. Have. So yeah, I worked there for like a, a year, a year, a little over a year and a half, uh, and then uh, moved up to Chicago and immediately uh, uh, auditioned at Second City to go through the conservatory. What was that audition uh, like? The audition uh, was a. Uh, it, it was uh, getting up and doing an improv. That was it. They give you they give you the who, what, and where, and then let you go. Uh, now the first two classes anybody could take. This is back in. So I I think we talked about, this, but I did the the pay to play classes when I was up there. And I what year was that? This was 2010. Yeah. That, so all right, this is 20 years. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 20 but I, years that's ago. More, but they were. It's pay to play now, and it, you just. I mean, anybody can do it if you want to pay. Back then, things. it was a conservatory, <clears throat> and back then all the it's people. It's a fancy on, word for what. Uh, you pay us to you let pay us, us. <laughs> you. Yeah, pay no, us. Conservatory no. sounds like it was a comedy conservatory. Conservatory. No, that's how because I feel it, like it was. Now. You had to audition to get in initially. Yeah. And then you went through two classes, and these first two classes, pretty much anyone could take. But then you auditioned to get into the conservatory, mm-hmm. uh, which were the final five classes. And the fifth class is when you do your own show. Uh, but back then, all the teachers for it. Uh, and they didn't have all the, the shit ton of classes. Yeah, they have, yeah, they have, they have music and it's it, writing. It's cool. Uh, but it only had one thing, and it was improv. It was one class. Uh, where I mean, there were different classes, but there were that was the one thing that they did. But the actors that did main stage were the teachers. Right. So I had Steve right. Carell. I had oh, Stephen okay. Colbert. I had Amy Sedaris. Those were your teachers? Colin. Those were my yeah. teachers. Uh, I had... Um, <laughs> I didn't know I that. I feel like I've told you. I had Don DePaulo. Don DePaulo, uh, who he named the uh, the Second City, etc. stage after. ETC, yeah. Yeah, ETC, yeah. He uh, had been around since the beginning with Belushi and Aykroyd and everyone and Alan Alda. Uh, and he was wait, Alan. I, we this is the second time Alan Alda's come up today. I didn't realize he came up yeah, through the yeah, Second City. Second feed. City Compass Players. That's great. That's how they first started. Uh, <clears throat> so, shit. Where the fuck? Was I going with this? Uh, you were the, the audition so process. Oh, the audition. The stage. So then, uh, the first two anyone can take. Thank keep, you. Keep keep him in his lane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep keep me in my lane. <laughs> Starbank. I'm oh, sorry. Ralph. 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 <laughs> audition. Uh, so then you audition again to get into the conservatory. And when I auditioned, it was the same thing. Uh, you do a uh, improv. They'll give you the who, what, and where. And I was in a the a locker room. What'd you do? And do you I remember said, it? No, but I know what I said to not get me to the conservatory. Oh, no. Uh, I said, Jockstrap. 
Uh, I said something like, my jockstrap is dirty. Here, smell this. <laughs> and then, does this look swollen to you? Pointing to my dick. <laughs> and they didn't like it. They didn't care for it. No, they, they didn't mind the, uh, does this look swollen to you? But why, why, why but was, it was jock- jockstrap? Why? Uh, because they did, they, it was like, you can't go blue. You got to make it safe. Wait, Whereas does everything this look I swollen isn't see, blue? Yeah, right. I don't know. So that's what I was told. Uh, but at the time, I had my own comedy group, and we were performing all around the city. Uh, and I don't think they liked that I was, everyone in my class was in my group. So I think Don had said, separate him. Like they're going to, they're going to bring you in. So you don't do anything outside of there that would draw away from it in a sense. So or, when you say well, separate I, him, what's that mean? Separate him. They separated me from my group, from your group that oh, they all to, moved on. They, and I was the only one that got held back. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you didn't get in on the I first I didn't get session. in on the first. Uh, oh, right. so, interesting. Uh, so uh, I took one uh, B again, uh, just to stay active. And right. we still kept performing and stuff. Uh, but it was the best thing to happen because it took me away from that comfort of my group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember following uh, Don DiPaolo, uh after the audition. I, I hung out after all the auditions were over and he's walking out of the second city and I, I'm slowly following him because I, I got to know. I, 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 I couldn't go home without knowing. Not knowing what? That if if I you got, got in or not. Oh, you got in or not. And okay. so I follow him. I was like, hey, Don. And he's like, Ralph, what are you doing? And I'm like, following uh, you to find out if I got I in. Just, <laughs> I just, he Nothing. Like, and, he, and he's so smart. He was like, you were following me, weren't you? I was like, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You got in. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, that was the second time. That was the second time. Second so, time. so you were on Second so, City Main Stage or no? No, no, no. Okay. I was on the ETC <clears throat> stage. Gotcha. Um, and again, we, we performed everywhere. That's uh, and we opened out in Naperville for, uh, for Steppenwolf. Nice. As as Second City ETC? No, as as the uh, players to be named later. That was the name of my my group. That was your group that That performed out there. So uh, one of my uh, members, his mom, (laughs) was setting up this huge, huge festival out in Naperville. And it had carnivals and, uh, you know, Steppenwolf was playing. Uh, Lonnie Brooks, a blues player uh, in Chicago, he was playing there. Uh, so, uh, they were like, would you guys like to open and perform? And we were like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to, uh, for how many people? 3000 people. Oh, good Lord. Like, Holy shit. Improv in front of 3000 people. Yeah. Uh, what do we get? waiting to see Steppenwolf. Yeah. What do we get paid? And, uh, and nothing. they were like, nothing, nothing, but, but you get to hang out in the VIP tent all day and drink as much beer and alcohol as you want. Oh, well, no, that's pay. That, that is pay. pay. That yeah. is pay. So I got to hang out with Lonnie Brooks, smoke weed with Lonnie Brooks. Oh, wow. Uh, he autographed. I got the CD that he autographed for me. In Chicago. So we performed, and, and it went very well. And the last, the last scene, our closer, was the stand-up Krauts. Which we rewrote and is in the half-hour... Comedy, Comedy hour, which is which only is like 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Uh, yes, yeah, so Available we wrote that. But that absolutely killed. And remember coming off, and the Steppenwolf guys were all like, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> Hitler stand up, yeah, Hitler stand up, giving us high fives when we left. Then we got completely hammered. 
Uh, and I have no idea how I got home. Yeah, the sta- <laughs> uh, I will. I will add From to that to bring back the half hour comedy hour. The stand up crowds is one of the sketches in the half hour comedy hour, and it envisions if Adolf Hitler did stand up, how would that go? Let the comedy ensue. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, no, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 Come funny and, and and fun, interesting, interesting. And I, I I apologize What's that? for not remembering your early stand-up roots. <clears throat> um, but which brings me back to the original question. What that we funny, did that we didn't answer. <laughs> that, that nobody answered, but I'm going to come back to it anyway. I mean, what is funny? It's it, it's interesting. What 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 your core gravitates to um, Ralph. And I'm not saying this disparagingly. No, I'm saying this honestly, your humor yeah. tends to it's go blue. a little blue, Yeah, a little blue. Yeah, it, it tends does. to go. You, you, yeah. you, you love the dick. <laughs> yeah. and when I say, when I say you love the dick, you love the dick joke. You love things that are associated yeah. with sex. You mentioned Spank Bank a total of seven times thus far. We, we're not even done. Like yeah, yeah, seven, seven, yeah, seven, 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 seven times. But I also know you as a very super intelligent. Yeah. Very. I just read your play that 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 we've. That's another topic for another time, and maybe even right. another podcast online, which is brilliant and and has got some great moments in it. Uh, so. When you, when you think what about dick jokes and sex well, jokes and whatnot, yeah. some would say that's the less than sophisticated comedy. Sure. So what is funny to you? Everything. <laughs> I think comedy is is uh, is definitely linked to tragedy. Uh, I think comedy is, uh, I love uh, contrast. Contrast uh, what, is so the basis of I was going to say contradiction to, because that you say he's a, he's a smart, sweet fella, and then he's sitting here talking about, Sperm banks, He's sperm banks, sperm banks. Like swollen yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. like so. Yeah. You, you I mean, swollen balls almost cost him his career in second city. No, I mean, it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> swollen balls would have got him. Yeah, swollen balls would have gotten you. I'm sorry, blue balls, whatever the game. I mean, it's almost the you don't expect the juvenile humor out of you, but it's fucking funny. Funny is funny. It's uh, and is it one of the one of the. Whatever anyone thinks is funny is fucking funny. Now, when I see now, my wife is completely opposite. If I see someone walking towards a a, like a sliding glass door and it's not opened and they think it's opened, I gotta look at my wife and say, "Don't you say a fucking word? (laughs) I gotta see this." She's gonna cue me. Yeah. Oh no! 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 There's a door there. No, I want to sit and I want to watch it. We we don't want to laugh, but when we see somebody slip and fall, we laugh. We laugh. We you know slapstick is funny. Slapstick is funny. Surprise is funny. But contrast, I think, is the key to it all. Yep. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Will Ferrell is brilliant at playing these completely overly confident characters that are absolute idiots. Right. That yeah. contrast fucking works for him. Do you think that your humor over the course of time and years changes? And I'll give you an example. Yes. And I'll, I'll make a film example. When I first saw Dumb and Dumber... I thought, wow, that's the perfect title for this film because it's awful. I hated it. Wait, <laughs> wait. Dumb and Dumber, when I first saw it, I was like, is right now. Flash ahead 10 years later, I watched Dumb and Dumber and I have a completely different appreciation for it. <laughs> 
I, I do. And now, now I watch Dumb and Dumber and I laugh. I, I love it for what it is. But when I first saw it, I'm like, this is horrible. And, you expect, and, what were you expecting and, 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 when you went in? I don't know. What I was, okay. With a title Sometimes called Dumb and Dumber, yeah. I don't know what I was expecting. But it's interesting that wherever my head was, comedically speaking, maybe it was loftier, higher, or whatever the case might be. Maybe, and this was just, maybe I was not conditioned for what I was going to see. But now I watch it and I appreciate the fucking genius that is yeah. involved in those Jim Carrey, who's uh, not only a great comedic actor, but a great dramatic actor. Yeah. And same and with Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, Daniels please. Yeah. Who's on Broadway thought. again, coming yeah. back to... to, to is he Atticus? Is playing yeah. Atticus and To Kill a Mockingbird again. I mean, okay. But you look at Jeff Daniels, and there's uh, somebody who... And I don't know his exact beginnings in, in theater, but he was a theater guy first. Yeah. Right? And so you talk about that, that contrast, and I think there's something that's linked in that contrast, which is truth. And that's why yeah. I think there's a lot of times where we see these comedic actors mm-hmm. who do these dramatic roles. And I will take one of my favorite ones is Robin Williams. I was going to say Good Robin Will Williams. Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Wins an Oscar uh, for it. And and there's I think there's something to a comedic actor who knows about truth uh, yeah. that, that relates it, to both the drama and the well, funny. And it's what you were saying. It's, 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 it's easier to go from drama... Or no, it's easier for a comedy to dramedy. Yes. Because because you think of all the serious actors that go to comedy who just fucking suck at it. I like John Hamm a lot because he w- made his mark as... Uh, in Mad Men. In Mad Men, Dapper Dan, or whatever his name was. <laughs> but, then, but then he like he totally flipped the script and was on 30 Rock. And, uh, He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, you're, but, no, you're right. Robin Williams, because Will Ferrell did it. Jim Carrey did it. Adam Sandler has tried to do yeah. it. Uh, I think Adam Sandler has done it well. Yeah, yeah. Like so, punch, so, is it Punch Trunk Love? Punch Trunk Love. Punch Trunk Love. Uncut Gems. I mean, yeah. You know, he's a, he's uh, Adam Sandler's got it. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it is. It, it and I'll tell you why it, it's it's easier. And I don't know if that's the right word. Why it's easier for comedic guys to go to drama is because comedians have. Uh, embedded sense of drama. Well, well, and, it goes back like to what you said. John There's a lot of tragedy. It's, it's I was true. involved that's, with, yes, with, yes, with, yes. With, yeah. with the yeah. with the comedy. Yes, yes, so that's truth. something that they what, can pull up. What you two have put yourselves through in in choosing to take that road of stand up, of choosing to take that road of improv. There is immense amounts of tragedy and heartache and rejection that you go through until you. Find that place where you hit your stride with comedy. Well, you know, and you, you 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 figure out a way to use that in a truthful way that then becomes funny. And I think what what ends up relating to everybody about comedy is the, is when it's based in some kind of truth. The hardest times That's, I've laughed is at funerals. Thank you. <laughs> uh, or that, a lot of times. My grandmother's funeral, my brother and I. Uh, and Hilarious. Death. Sad. We roasted and, uh, the, the, Your uh, grandmother's I, funeral was a laugh fest. <laughs> the, the priest says we anoint her head. And I looked at my sister and went, 1990. <laughs> From, uh, I think it's Man with Two Brains. Yeah. <laughs> I anoint your head, 1990. 1990. And a pointy head of the bird. Pointy, pointy. So, <laughs> so I just looked at my sister, pointy, pointy. And we just could not stop laughing. Uh, because laughter is that released. Laughter is healing. It laughter is. bridges every yeah. fucking. Uh, Everybody laughs. Every if you have a problem with someone, anyone, if you can make them laugh, 
that is what would what connects. Uh, so I mean, growing up, uh, I, I was a frightened, scared child uh, a lot of the times. Why? Uh, uh, parents getting divorced. Um, my brother was uh, my older brother, who's now doing brilliantly and is amazing. He's just a beautiful human being. Uh, before, but when he was in uh, high school, he was a criminal. Uh, he was in jail. I remember going up to uh, Columbus. You say Christmas it like it's a bad jail. thing. <laughs> yeah. Christmas in jail. That's Christmas the next, in jail. next record. Uh, but talking about still, other friends. we would find some way, my my brothers and sister, we would find some way to have fun. And, and, and can I plug in a previous podcast? Uh, you were spooked out there your house was yeah active let's all that we're not going to get into all <laughs> I know, that. I know, but there's a halloween if you, you want to see up. ralph <laughs> ralph's uh empathy side empathetic in touch with the spiritual world side go back to some archived uh, archive podcast with just ralph scott and Anyway, it's I'm sorry to I digress. see dead people that's what it was yeah ralph, <laughs> Cost, ralph scott sees dead people hit that okay yeah so go ahead keep going what was I talking yeah, about? I don't know. <laughs> John. Put him back on his lane, John. <laughs> John, where's my lane? Uh, <laughs> we were talking about truth. We were talking about yeah, help. It, it, we were talking about your brother who was a criminal and was in jail. Criminal, uh, but yeah, we always it's found release. ways. It's a way to it's relate. It's a release. But that's how I connected and got friends early on was making people laugh. And uh, you said something before about that comedy hit of heroin. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what it fucking is. It's the same thing with improv. Once you connect an improv and you do a scene and you get off stage, it's like, what the hell did I just do? Everybody I can't even remember. It. Everybody likes it. Everybody wants to be your buddy. Everybody. Same thing with like rock and roll. You yeah. Know, everybody, you know, oh, yeah. dude, he, oh, he could play uh, Freebird. But the, uh, buddy. when I was in fifth grade, we did uh, the, um, it was a bicentennial show and I played Abraham Lincoln. I played, I had one line. Because you were tall? Uh, because I was tall. He had a beard. Uh, but he, had a, he had a weird we had beard. A, we had a, <laughs> notice I'm using a correct term, mentally challenged guy, John Thank Edwards, you. in our class. Uh, and he was skied he over me. He was John Whitney height in yeah. fifth grade. And he played the cherry tree. And so he's turned, yeah. <laughs> the cherry tree have lines? The, no. No, of course not. So. He was a great tree. Though. They're singing, the chorus is singing in the background, cherry tree chop, 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 cherry tree chop, chop, chop. And I'm, chopping down the cherry tree and when at the end of the song i go up and i say to the audience it was i i cannot tell a lie well that's george cherry washington chop yeah i'm george washington i thought you said abraham, abraham lincoln. lincoln did yeah. i yes you did. oh shit no george washington i'm so did sorry abraham lincoln cut down a cherry tree <laughs> no but he did die in the theater <laughs> much like me much like all so anyway uh i'm doing the cherry tree chop thing yes <laughs> Well, I really didn't think we would get a, a assassinating Lincoln joke in tonight. Yeah, but we got it. But we got it. Or, it was right after he went. Yeah, it was right after he went. I don't think we're going to get more than. I don't think we're going to get more than one of those. Bingo! I'm was that the Spank Bank? bank and, and then he went to the theater, and that was his whole undoing. Anyway, so wow. Nazi down the cherry tree, which is John's grandma funeral, <laughs> and the axe head, which is just cardboard. Flies off the axe and it hits John Edwards in the back. The cherry and, tree? Yes. Yeah, the cherry tree. And John Edwards goes, and so ran The cherry off. tree had lines. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> he improvised. improvised. <laughs> he screamed because he was scared and ran off stage. Oh, man. And I man. turned around and looked at the audience and said, it was I. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> audience uproared with laughter. I was like, this is where I got to fucking be. This is, where I need be. To be this is it. Grade. You knew. I knew. I'm home. I knew. This is where it yeah. is, yeah. 
No, I yeah, was I, I was Will Parker in uh, Oklahoma in high school, and I had the same really? same thing. Yeah, you had a mentally challenged guy with the head of an axe. <laughs> I know it wasn't even scripted, but I did it. Uh, no, I was Will Parker, and you uh, you go the first song I think was Kansas City. You got Kansas City on a hard day. And uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Man, man, I, <laughs> I forget the fucking words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a hit. explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but you're right. You get the, then they go, what the fuck? Hansberry can do Hansberry can what? What did they say? Finish that sentence. Hansberry could halfway do that. <laughs> But I got, I got, like, I but got a call it with his hands. Uh, but they, uh, but you're right. They, like, I got an uproarious applause, at least to me. It probably was like my mom and sisters. Uh, Doesn't matter. But you're right. Matter. You it got was, it. Afterwards, I was like, fuck yes. And I this got is the rush. me. This is I got the rush. I think that's, that's a tie. I'm Will Parker. Is that his name? Will Parker? Will. Oh, I sure. don't know. It is now. Until somebody Will, checks us it? and sends a it's comment. Will, yeah. It's Will, like the uh, young knucklehead. But I, I, I think there's another tie between uh, improv, stand-up, and theater, which is that direct response yes. that you have. Oh, so yeah. whether it's uh, doing improv or whether it's doing some kind whether of a laugh, a stage gas, play that's a or... drama, you are getting that immediate which feedback. Makes and that was comedy yeah. films even well, harder. That, that's, that's, that's where I started, which was in, in dramatic theater. And, and when you would get that reaction... Whether it was a little laugh or you get the audience to cry, and when you when you affect well, an audience in, yeah, in when that you, way, well, it's, you you know as well when the audience is with you, you feel it. Oh, you know, God, it. yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's a feeling that unlike anything there's else. There's just like it's 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 like when when you suck when you're bombing yeah. on stage, you can't wait to get off. When you're killing it, you want to stay there's on forever. Else yeah, be. you don't, yeah. You, you almost like you look at your watch and you're like, oh man. I'm supposed to do 45 tonight, and I want to do an well, hour. You even say you have you. Sometimes you get podcast high, and I, I know. Under I Prince, do. I, yeah, I always get after podcast we have a, high. We have, we have a good show. We have some drinks in us. I will tell you right now. Today was a shit day yeah. from the minute I woke up this morning until we started the podcast tonight. It was a shit day. Everything I did today was struggle, struggle, struggle. Right now, all of it gone. Yep. All of it gone. You know, for the for the. You're not a shit show. No, I'm having, I'm, you know, this, this, this is, even though I'm sitting here with, with, with friends and whatnot, uh, the endorphins that are going through me right now, creatively, comedically, whatever the case might be, uh, emotionally are fantastic. So yeah, yeah. there's nothing better. Yeah. There's nothing better, but it, but it doesn't last. It's only in the no, moment. Last but but the, the other thing that happens is that when we get those things and when we're doing something creatively, whether we do that in the stage, whether we do that for a film, whether we do that for uh, an audio show, mm -hmm. I think that's what attracts people to humor uh, is, is when we're doing something like that and we're all in that same creative space and we come out with something, people get a glimpse of that, even if it's on a, on a, on a show that's on a podcast. Right. Yeah. And that's what keeps them coming back. Is they see that there's this group of people that are having this incredible experience, it's, and and they might not get that in their everyday lives, right? I mean, it's it, the tra it's it's the transformation. Yeah, it, it's the transformation of something that you go out on stage and you think it's going to go this way. It doesn't go that way. But something through someone, someone in the audience says, or something, it's something that shifts, or you forget something, and suddenly the joke or the scene has transformed into something that you never thought of before but the audience is witness to that and it yeah it's uh it's it's fucking magic it it's is magic and maybe that comes back to what you asked earlier which is why is it harder maybe to do 
a, a comedy movie or a it comedy It is hard podcast, to do a comedy right? movie because, that you know, it, it isn't in the moment. Because you don't have that moment. You don't and, have that and, immediate and, reaction. And maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, John Whitney, being the director that you are, maybe that's a good direction uh, moving forward. Stay in the moment and maybe you'll get something pure as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, John's great about like, I know what's on the script, but if you feel something, go yeah, for it. John's done that. Magic before. I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen him. I've seen him do that. That's why everybody I know, loves I, bloopers. I, I, I know what the words are. Stuff, you know? I know what the words are, but if you're feeling something different, you know, let me see it. I mean, he's 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 very generous in that respect. Um, and, and stand up the, the same way. I mean, there's been times where like I've I, I know how I wrote it, and then might be an evening where I did it and maybe did it slightly different than I wrote it, and the reaction. I got to make it. So note then of that. after that, do you then adjust? Oh, to sure. try it that way again. Sure. The way that it worked that night. Mm-hmm. So is it is it a, just a constant juggling of of knowing you have these different I'm, ways of doing it? I'm going to recycle something that uh, that when I first started in stand up that I've said on a much earlier podcast. Uh, advice I got from Jerry Seinfeld. Who? Okay. Who? All right. Well, now never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> Now that we're name dropping, we're I don't name, know. Uh, I don't know. Like so. Oh, sign, make sign, sure before, sneakers are before, the, before he had the show, he right. was just touring around. He was headlining at the Funny Bone, and I had the here in Future Columbus. Yeah, yeah. I would no, I was opening. I was the opening okay. act, and uh, I I did this uh, this bit, this uh, motorcycle bit about um, being divorced, and you know, having a motorcycle and wanting a motorcycle, you right. know, and. and and it was a it was kind of a hit and miss bit. That night it worked. All right, it killed. All right, and uh, and and Jerry said, oh, "Motorcycle bit. That's very funny. Very funny. Good closer." And like I go, I go, yeah. He go, I go, yeah. I go, I don't know. I go, you know, I I did it tonight and it killed. And I did it the other night and and it, and it just laid there. He goes, he starts shaking his head. He goes, "You did something different. You changed something." He was all about the rhythm. Yeah, the rhythm. And the, the emphasis word. on a word yep. and the timing Ronnie and Dangeville, the beats and so forth and so on. He goes, he goes, if it killed on one night and it bombed on another, you changed something. You you move something. You, you And I took that to heart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what you're saying, Osbeck, about, you know, do you change things differently? You're always adjusting and, and learning yeah. about things. But that's a beautiful part about uh, being an actor, uh, an artist. Especially uh, in the theater. Yeah, you're constantly. It's a constant show. So you guys aren't doing the same performance. Well, that's what I was going to ask. It's basically the same performance. It is, but not. But but not. Right. So Ralph and I have been in uh, several shows together. And and that that is the beauty about doing the same show, same lines. You've rehearsed. You've gone through. You've opened the show. But you're always always, discovering, right? You're always finding something that can make it better. Uh, When we were doing Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo, uh, all my scenes were with John. So, it, and we were in the dressing room together. So it was great and easy shower, to say. You could shower all together? Yeah. Yes, yes, no, yes. No, we went no, to the spank no, bank together. No, there it is. Yeah, Thank you. Jesus Christ. Thank you. That's eight. Yeah, that's, that's eight. Nine. 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 Yeah. Nine. Uh, but yeah, we would we would talk about hey, I'm going to do something different tonight. Be ready. Yeah, and you, we wouldn't you wouldn't say what it wouldn't would be. tell him what it was. Uh, but you would say I'm going to do something different. Be ready. And those were the beautiful moments of discovery yeah. that we would have. On and stage. did you did you pick up on what was different? Oh God, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he added to it. 
Whether, uh, there's whether, a lot of actors out there that do that. Whether he was attacking a different uh, uh, word in a line or if he was taking a beat mm-hmm. before saying something else, he was just like, just be ready for it because you do have this rehearsal that you go yeah. through when you get into a little bit of rhythm that way. But, but no, that's it the changes. beauty of it. Uh, another great example is uh, Blown of Balligal. I It was in, in, me and John, Kevin McClatchy, uh, and uh, other lovely people were in that. Uh, but I was a fight choreographer in that. And there's this vicious fight at, near the end of the play with John and Kevin. And I got the, I was like, I'm going to make this the most brutal fight. I can fucking make it. Uh, and we did. And it was a brutal fight. But uh, t- it's taking place in this decrepit house that we're supposed to be rebuilding. Uh, and in the last performance, we knew that we could destroy, destroy the, the set. set. Yeah. Jeez. So all the fights, drinks, buy me some Coke. Um, <laughs> oh, isn't that it? <laughs> buy yeah. me some Coke. Blackout, you owe me a Coke. No, no buy me some Coke. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Why buy? I got some right here. <laughs> no, that's not even mine. <laughs> two different things. Oh, two different oh, things yeah. entirely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You owe me a Coke. And you I owe bet. me some Coke. You owe me some Coke. <laughs> that's right. Right. Two, different, yeah. two different Buy things. me some Coke. I have a six-year-old daughter. That's how yeah, I play yeah, at yeah, home. There you go. I, don't, I can't say I've honestly ever jinxed yeah. Dino. Buy me a Coke, you owe me. Buy me some Coke. Buy me some you Coke, you owe me, cocksucker. So, two different worlds. Fight uh, on the last night another of the podcast, show. Another podcast, another time. <laughs> What's that mean? That fight at the end of the show, these guys completely destroyed, we destroyed the that set. I remember there was a moment through walls. There was a yeah. moment where uh, we had choreographed this all through the production and it. Uh, I, I, I pick up I, yeah, all the way through, which is why we had the trust to be able to yeah, do that. Exactly. I pick up McClatchy by his shirt and I spin him around and I was supposed to throw him up against the wall. And this time... Uh, you put him through the wall. I, I, but we had talked about it beforehand. Right. Before that show started that last night, which was, let's just fucking go all out. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. And... I took him and I put him through the whole, all the lath and every and the so, drywall that was there. And he had this look that for the briefest second that you share as an actor on stage yeah. where you're like, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> Stay in character. Keep on going. And, and it went through then it. elevated yeah. and elevated. Just, so so did the audience like recognize and. Well, the, well, the audience no, has seen the audience. it. The audience has seen it for the first time. They're yeah. probably thinking this is the way it's supposed to go. I mean, yeah. No, but I mean, like, could you tell, I guess, I, I guess the question is, could you tell the difference between. The reaction at that point, mm, or that, that, that that audience. I don't think in that. I don't think in that moment. It. I would have been thinking no. about the audience at all. I think in that moment, all I would have been thinking about would have been Kevin. Sure. Yeah. And like, are we together Safety. on this? Are we yeah. in the same place? And if we are, fuck it, let's go. Let's do this. McClatchy. Yeah. Shout out. By the way, I saw him. Uh, his kids go to the same school as my kids. Oh, shout sweet. Out, shout out, McClatchy. Yay, Kevin McClatchy. Also, a previous guest on which yeah, business. Yeah, friend of the show. Go to go and to the us. archives. <laughs> we have a lot of. <laughs> archived episodes you should check out um we're getting close to winding up and i didn't get anywhere close to all the things that i had written down which is what i expected what do you got what do you got what do you got let's go through this lightning round i'm gonna i'm gonna edit out all of when ralph was like telling his whole life story i'm gonna just cut all that out yeah so it will exist it will exist naked on youtube for the video so 10. That's 10. I'm sorry. 10. We're at 10. Shirt. Stop. Stop. You're at an even number. You're at 10. <laughs> I'm shooting for 12. Do you, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, I think you get like a decent little paycheck from that, don't you? 
from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goodness, nice. All right, let, let me ask you this: a, a couple of quick questions. Like you said, Osbeck, a, a lightning round. Okay, and and then I will tell you what my uh, what I can't do comedically. Okay. All right, but uh, accents. <laughs> No, wait, so, wait to listen to the tell jokes. comedy yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. and you will hear some fantastic accents from this man right here. <laughs> nah. Yes, you will. The first I, one. I had fun. We'll tell you what. We'll tell you what the lineup is for the half hour comedy. Oh, okay. All we right. Leave. We'll okay. do that. But have your comedic cha- have your comedic tastes changed over the years? Have you developed an appreciation for things that maybe you didn't appreciate when you were younger? I said Dumb and Dumber earlier. I said, you know, when I watched that movie for the first time, I'm like, right. Oh, and now I love it. Have I your com- have your comedic cha- yes. taste changed. Yeah, uh, I I uh, I was brought up on uh, National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, Same. Chief and Chong, you yep. know, uh, Richard Pryor. I remember going to uh, my father had a thing in D- Detroit, and uh, he was dropping my younger brother. We were in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade and my brother was younger uh, and we went, uh, he was dropping us off to go see in a multiplex in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> now you the, do that. Love at first bite. George, George Hamilton. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, when we walk in and I told my brother, fuck this, we're going to go see Richard Pryor live in concert. So we went to Richard oh, Pryor, which we were the only, we were the only white people there, which was great. Uh, it was fantastic. Really? I uh, find that hard to believe. In, uh, in Detroit? Detroit? No, I find that hard to believe. Hmm? Well, that we were. Were. what it was great? Or no, that no, no, no. That he was that they were the only white people there. Mm-hmm. I really we find it hard to believe. Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why in a minute. But go ahead, continue. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what I was brought up on. Uh, but I've gone back. Uh, I would imagine like 10, 15 years ago, uh, and found a lot more uh, comedy in Danny Kay in uh his early movies like the court jester the, the, the wordplay is fucking word phenomenal uh bob hope uh fucking phenomenal uh jerry lewis uh, and, uh and, white christmas uh, is white Dean christmas Martin. your favorite movie no 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 the spank bank is my favorite movie <laughs> 11 <laughs> he has to end yeah, on an yeah, odd was, number you know what i'm that was intentional that was gratuitous <laughs> <Yeah>. that was <laughs> that, that was, was gratuitous that's just you <laughs> trying to sorry. get the 12 there's <laughs> no movie called that go for 13 that was gratuitous i'm was, calling you was, i'm not even counting that one good i, I, I appreciate that <laughs> no, that was crowbar no, 11 uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's the older ones, uh, the ones that were cleaner. Cause I was like, Oh, I can, I can, I can pull something out yeah, of this. And that's what I always said about you, you guys, uh, Dino and Stacy at the, at Sunday 95. It's like, we, not only can you not say fuck, but you, there's like a line that you have to go right up to. Like right you always say, to. Dino always says, I always go right up to that line right up to the and line, dance around it. And there's a fucking, there's a talent right there to do that because it's easy to say fucking spank bank a million but times. Yeah. But I, I'll you, be honest you, with you. It's a lot harder now. Yeah. Than it was yeah. Last time I yeah, was it is. Well, and that's another conversation <laughs> we didn't even get podcast. into. Oh yeah. yeah. After, after sure. leaving the radio station and focusing on nothing but the <laughs> podcast. It's a lot harder. <laughs> no, but even 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 like the cancel culture. I mean, I don't want to get into all that right now because that's a whole other episode. Yeah, well, yeah. But you're right. Like, uh, yeah. you say one thing and somebody's like, "Oh, well, I have 
I have a sick cat. God damn it. Why'd you talk about cats? Oh, I, I actually you thought know, I was, whatever. I actually thought my first week at Sunday Night Five, I was going to be gone. <laughs> Why? Because I said, I said. Jockstrap? Uh, no, I said, no, no. I said numbass. Numbass. Oh. And you, like. Numbass. There was a story about how people during the pandemic have developed an issue, uh, an actual uh, medical issue with the glutoral muscles in their butt. And Clark Donnelly was doing the story. <laughs> about how the, the glutoral muscles have atrophied over the course of the pandemic because people have been sitting and Zooming and, doing, and working right. it from home. And I said, so basically, it's numbass. And everybody went, went silent, quiet for just like a a brief, uncomfortable second. Oh, no. And, and, and like, I went, okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it was a good week. <laughs> No, but but it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I think you just. But that's yes. perfect. There was like a brief, like oh, like yeah, a, like a right. half second pause, and then some laughter, and then afterwards, like, are we gonna get in trouble for that? Are you gonna, are you gonna get in trouble for that? No, I said it. Yeah, uh, I'll trouble. take is it. That right? Is that yeah. right? Like, let's go to weather on the nine. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. No, Take my dumb ass over here. But, but, <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to digress. But yeah, you're right. Like it's um, it was it it's was, a challenge to be it's clean. A challenge. Yeah. Well, I, I think that 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 idea of, of of where do you find the funny and how does that evolve over your life for me recently has been there have been certain shows that I have found just absolutely suck me in right now that I find are comedy shows, but that have such heart to it, mm-hmm. like Shit's right. Creek, like Ted Lasso. And, and those are the things that I'm really finding relate to me now at this point in my life where it's like. I want to find the funny that has a heart to it, so that that, be, that can make you laugh at one minute, cry at, at the next. Opposed, yeah, but would make you, be, would that be smart comedy? Uh, I, 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 what, what where would that fall into? I don't I don't know if it's. Yeah, it, I think it is. You know, one of my I, I'm so looking forward to the next season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, from Larry. Oh, that's smart comedy. Yes. Yeah, you know, that that is is it? But is, the, it, is it, there is there any kind of heart that happens with Curb Your Enthusiasm? I would. Tend to say maybe not, but but a it dark is, heart. But <laughs> heart, heart, heart doesn't necessarily like. mean smart. But also, you know? my you know, he's a member of the tribe, so I gotta love him for that. But you know, <laughs> it's it's. It, I, I I think it all comes back to like where mm-hmm. you are. In, well, and it's funny because yeah. I hate right now. I'm not digging season two of, of Ted Lasso. What? Yeah, and, and, and I'm 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 in <laughs> the minority of that. Me. So, but no, but, actually, you're not. Oh. Uh, but but, but my point is, my minority. point is is that like season one it struck a chord I love it yes so uh, I, and I'm not I don't I mean this actually, is a different conversation Greg I would be I would be somewhat on the same page as you All right. because I feel like he's even said that this is the dark before the dawn this is the middle act of that series of Ted Lasso they only wrote three uh, Jesus have they made it finite in essence they've only written for three okay. I don't know. I well, that's not why I don't like it. Uh, the point is, is that you're right. Like even from year to year, show to show, your season. That's might, hard. Your, 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 I think. Your, your, I think your that's your one of the most difficult change. things. If you come out expectation, with a hit like right? That's a huge onus. Sophomore yeah. slump. If you come out sophomore with a, slump. you know, we, we, you know we're all fans. <laughs> we're all fans of Brockmire. <laughs> Uh, 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 yes, and uh, there is heart to that. There's that's heart to in, that, in, but also the last season of Brockmire was a disappointment to me. It the was Simpsons, same here. Yes, it was too dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And during the pandemic, shows. it hit too hard. It, it was just too, like it, I don't want to see society know, falling right? apart. It's, it's Here's the other thing about production, and that's though, is, is, is when when was that 
actually produced and yeah. did they put it out because of the, that's exactly. what they had that's well, what they had and then the pandemic hit. happens and then it's like oh fuck no but you look at your late night guys uh letterman was famous for i mean his 9-11 thing but like you, you there's not only the raw comedy and all that stuff you're talking about but they've always been good at connecting with the, you know the heart they're trying to be real people too mm-hmm. um i guess i'm just supporting your your cause of yeah, yeah like yeah. like you need uh, everybody can laugh <laughs> that's funny yeah. but you know i've seen a million memes today but to really strike a chord and resonate you need to dive a little bit deeper you need to resonate with the with, with, with the heart it's uh also it's question number two in this lightning round which is <laughs> which far, you, far <laughs> from it far from lightning uh, um political to- correctness Fuck that. I hate that. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. So it's all bullshit. On a, on, a, on a big level. Does it count if I say spank bank? Do we have to? No. Uh, no. Okay. no, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. And he's polit- so. Is he on camera? I'll, yeah. So. There's your spank bank. Ultra politically correct. Um, I think there's something we, to uh, being able to read the room. And whether that's reading the room of current... Okay, but there was a time where you didn't have to read the room. Yeah, fuck sure. that. No, read the room. There was a time where where if if it was funny, it was funny. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. Well, but it goes back to your tastes. Like, if everybody's got different tastes. You, there's a taste that want the Trump yeah, humor. There's a fucking, taste that don't. You're never going to please everyone. And right now, no, uh, Twitter is the fucking complaint box. I think that's, that's true. Bullshit. You're never going to please anyone. I've always believed that. You yeah. never comedy is subjective. You're never yep. going to please everybody. You know what I do on stage might not appeal. Somebody that's coming into a comedy club might want to hear 45 minutes of dick jokes. I don't have 45 minutes of dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. you, you, you might. <laughs> I didn't, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't. I didn't. I had uh, a different minutes? a different approach uh, to to comedy, um, but. And there were dick jokes in there. Trust me, there were. <laughs> what I like to call clever. Well, clever. well, yeah, because sex is such a common thing. Like, you, but I'm like, saying, and that's not could, what I'm talking about by being politically incorrect. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, we, were, yeah. we were, we were all back at, in my backyard bar working on something else, and we turned a TV on, and Blazing Saddles was on. Right, and I made, made I made a mention of, about Blazing Saddles before. Specifically, that never that could movie be made today. couldn't couldn't be made today. No. And while you're watching it, while you're watching it, even though you are in the mindset that you're in, where you say that's bullshit, you know, we all watch it and go, oh, yeah, oh, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, you, yeah. you, you, you cringe a little bit because it's it's not, you can't do it, you know? Yeah. Um, John Whitney. John, yeah, no, no. When we, when we were talking model. the other day, mm-hmm. I know, no, I'll get, I was going to get there. <laughs> My bad. Wait, did you usurp the host? I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah, the spank yeah, bank. Yeah. My bad. That's twelve. Thank All you. right, that is a sorry twelve. Right. Stop. <laughs> you know when you tell me to stop, it just makes yeah. me. You know when push he says stop board. and he doesn't move his head, but his eyes just look up. That's when you gotta <laughs> fucking stop. That's what it is. I mean, and you know, there, it seems like the, the Hansberry, the cancel What's culture. Good keeps going deeper, 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 deeper. Jeopardy, where it's, where it's starting to uh, uh, affect the way that comedians perform and want to perform. Talking I'm talking about Aquafina, who got accused of being 
using a black scent. Yes. A white? A black yeah. scent. Oh, yeah. Black yeah. A black scent. Yeah. She was on stage using. No, in her show. In her. What? On TV. On TV. <laughs> Aquafina? Isn't that a water? No. Uh, she, she's, she's the yeah. uh, young. I swear comedian. to God, I thought it was a water. She, she's the voice of one of the dragons on the new Disney. Right. Movie. She was in Ocean's Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's, yeah. All right. Yeah. She was also in that wonderful dramatic movie where she went to go see yeah. her, yeah. where her grandmother was. She was dying. great. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And yet, you know, people want to cancel her because of the, the black scent. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not, know. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not yeah. saying where, the, I don't, I don't know where the line is anymore. I can tell you this much. I've not been on a comedy stage in 15 months. Yeah, I and I'm scared to death. I'm going back on one in October for the first time. And I got to be honest with you, I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death about what I'm thinking and what I'm and what I can do and what I can say and what I can't say. It's it's fucking with me a little bit. But maybe there's a bit of uh, a forced creativity that happens with it that makes you dig deeper, right? Makes yeah. you have to figure out. Okay, throw all of that aside. What can I do? Well, you know that what, is going to relate to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but spank jank. All right, it's thirteen. Spank jank. That's exactly where I was heading. No, but you know what? You know, but, but right. You, you speak some truth to that because what I what I decided was what I've always done in stand up, and I made it about me. There you uh, go. In a self deprecating way, it's this is my life that I'm going to be talking yeah. about and how things are affecting yeah. me. I don't mean that in a indulgent. No, statistical way. I think that's that's, and I, 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 I say the, that I say that in like this is what I'm thinking, and maybe you're thinking the same thing. It, it, I'm going to use the word safe, but not like it's in like we're in a safe space. But that 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 means that you're not going to take anybody else hostage for your comedy. No, no. you're taking yourself, hostage. and that that in a way kind of lets the audience let go and say, oh, maybe this guy's just talking about himself. Maybe, but I'm still not sure. I don't know. Okay, last, and I will admit the one thing that I can't do comedically. What's that? I cannot tell a joke. I can do stand-up. Right. I can do stand-up for an hour. Okay, now wait. But I can't, I am not good at telling a joke joke. No shit. You know the, the, the classic. Remember them or what? No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm not talking about my jokes. Right. Just any. I'm, you just, can't. I'm, like, I'm you talking can't about. Deliver, no, 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 I'm no. talking about a classic. Here's a joke. You like know, you're you, just like you're sitting around and like, oh, you know, you know a joke. You know what, a joke. What's a joke? You, you yeah. know, you're sitting around Tell a me bar. A joke. Like I, there's 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 a Be guy. Funny. There's a guy at coaches yeah. that comes in on a regular basis, and 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 every time he comes there, he tells me a joke, joke, and it's always hysterical, and I always laugh out loud. I cannot tell a joke, joke, you know, just a classic guy walks into a bar, right? Joke. That is a great insight, I think. As we close this evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll go back to what we started with—the half-hour comedy hour. That's only fifteen minutes long. <laughs> we'll include the following sketches. You will hear the Godfather, the high school years. <laughs> Then you will hear, I believe, the next thing is Sofa Kings. Sofa Kings. Sofa King. Yep, that's it. That's all. That's all. I won't won't say any more than that because I want to give it away. And then then the stand-up crowds, which had its birth 
decades. Back in the day, decades, decades, ago, decades, decades ago in Chicago, and was changed. And 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 uh, yeah, if Hitler did stand up, what would that be like? Stand up crowds. Uh, then we have the Nice Guy Foundation, a PSA. Yes. Yes. Uh, a, a lovely parody of the old United Way commercials. Yeah, and a probably love that, that like Ian West and all those the commercials. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's smart. And, and then, then we close with male basic training. <laughs> yeah, starring Susan Wismar. Yeah, yeah. which is brilliant. Uh, she's great. She's brilliant. Oh, Whitney. Whitney shines. Whitney shines in male basic training. That is where the man comes as to and also and as also pencil dick. and also shines <laughs> oh. as the engineer. Yes. yes. Yeah. In the beginning and at the end. So, so, so you, you as the whiskey business listeners, need to try to find John Whitney in the opening and the you out. You will find him. Yeah. No. No, you're not yourself. Um, and, and so, you know, long story short, we hope to do more of these. We're gonna, oh, yeah. You know, so, we're and that goes back to what uh, yeah. we, we talked about in the beginning is we had this session where we were all together and we were talking about all the, all of the, these ideas that we have to do. And there are a bunch. There are a bunch. So, so uh, expect more. We spent so much time working on this first one. We're hoping oh, that Lord, and yes. once we got that first one out, burped it out as you if you know that the, hopefully the next two three four will become a little easier yes. now that we figured yeah. it out kind of hit our stride i think yeah. we figured yeah. it out what we're yeah doing. but uh we think that you will enjoy the Where's half hour comedy hour that's only 15 minutes um and i hope you enjoyed this particular podcast as we talked about what we got coming up for you and also uh comedy in general you know interesting perspectives uh, on on the genre, if you will, yes, and and, uh, and remember, we are no, making a no. deposit of the sperm bank. <laughs> no, no. You didn't even stop say it! it. No. God damn it! God damn it! No, no, no. Use your mouth. All right, <laughs> let me close it up so, here. Uh, a right. little bit of closing. All right. Right. Hands, so we've you been talking a lot about nice comedy. Oh, yeah. and also, two fifths of benchmark. The They're small bench. bottles, only eighty percent. Yeah, and uh, two bottles down. All right. Well, we've been talking a lot about comedy movies. I want to talk about Shutter, our new sponsor. Yeah, it's not, uh, no, I would love for Shutter to be a sponsor. No, we're not. We're not. Maybe your maniacal, uh, <laughs> your maniacal way of adding somebody fictitious to our list. Might actually pay off someday. We are on Jeff Bezos's uh, <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> Fucking Bezos. I've been making mental notes. We have to hashtag um, a Robin Williams. God bless. God rest his soul. We have to hashtag Spider-Man. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. We have to hashtag. You know what? Stop I bet you. I bet you, you know, sadly, if we hashtag Spank Bank, I'm sure when I. Check it. It's probably got like it's probably got like yeah. a huge oh, amount, no. millions. Oh my god! I'm connected with sadly, or Shit. we're gonna go viral finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe uh, whatever uh, the case may be. But there's a lot of hashtags on this. You can't. Right. I I want to just say right now, there is no way you can go viral at the spank bank. Stop it. It is very safe. <laughs> they they do all the testing right there. Um. I wouldn't know, but thanks, Ralph, for that info. Uh, WhiskeyBusinessPod.com. Uh, EvergreenPodcasts.com is mm-hmm. our uh, sponsor, or our, our network. Thank you, yep. guys. We, we're having a lot of fun with them, working with them. I hope they th- feel the same way. <laughs> this yeah. podcast. I think they're they're regretting our, their situation. <laughs> You've never uh, been Instagram, on Facebook, our podcast. Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. If we John, get kicked off the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
I blame you too. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, I ed- I, I edit it. Like this, there's about about ten minutes of this podcast that you're not going to hear just because. <laughs> Hopefully, the speech impediment. Well, it's probably going to be maybe twenty minutes of this podcast you're not going to hear. But however, uh, unless you watch it on YouTube, right? no, yeah, Whitney. No, oh, he'll still edit it on YouTube. Whitney, Whitney might. If I ask Whitney to edit something, he <laughs> okay. will. All right, podcast remorse. Yeah, we call it podcast remorse. Well played. Well played. <laughs> All right. Well, on this podcast, I had a, I had a, a, a lot. I tried to clean it up a little bit, but uh, John Whitney, he keeps it raw and live for the most uh, part. So you I must ask him to do something. Holy right. dog shit! What the fuck is that? I keep it raw, dog, bro. It's YouTube right, whiskey business no, pod. No, I whiskey want you to look business. At his that he's got. Is that your anus finger? Is that your coat? All right. Finger? So. What is that? Well, right, yeah. so, I've never noticed that before. What is so, it? So uh, Ralphie's talking about I have my ring finger painted black. Um, uh, uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Okay. And, yes, it is. And, right, and yes. as we, Dino's already been giving me shit, I've been celebrating th- all through the month of yeah, August. Uh, the right. 68 days to Halloween. Yeah. As of recording right now. Um, however, so I went to the dollar store with my little girl, Mabel, who also embraced the oh. Halloween. Right. I, and by the way, if you go to any fucking store right now, you're going to see Halloween shit. So I'm not that nuts. Well, we're getting closer to it. Anyway, we bought a dollar you store. You started doing it in July. We, it was a uh, we bought a dollar store bottle of uh, black uh, nail polish. Oh. And she did That's one. Sweet. So, That's very sweet. So, so it's good. I, mean, I don't know why why you put it on your wedding, wedding ring finger. finger. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wedding yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Marriage is death. Yeah. Marriage is <laughs> black and death. <laughs> and death. It's a connection to the what things that you black. feel are. Uh huh. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, I forgot the fuck we're doing, but uh, listen to the goddamn show, spread the word, and subscribe. (laughs) Evergreen, thanks to Evergreen, Evergreen Evergreen podcast, and all the other stuff that uh, actually Evergreen, ever Evergreen benchmark wonderfully puts us out on all the the formats that you were going to mention. So good guys, yeah. uh, Our guest bottle has been the benchmark old number eight brand. Two fifths gone. I wasn't surprised because <laughs> Ralph has the heavy hand. Ralph has the heavy hand. Heavy yeah. hand. Yeah. Blame me, please. Thankfully, um, here in our whiskey business studios, we are surrounded by whiskey. <laughs> so, you know, if the boys all need, is good. If the boys need another one before it's all said and done, we will accommodate. Um, thank you, everybody, for for listening to Whiskey Business on a regular basis. Whiskey Business is the Never the Luck production done and completed. Huzzah! Thank God, without the talents of Greg Hansberry on the audio side, John Whitney, show that thumb, baby, on the video side. And of course, uh, I'm only as good, I'm only as good as my guests. Ralph Scott, John Osbeck. Yeah, man, you guys are great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can we just like, you know... Just like you know, make an embargo where they're never allowed to come back on for a while. <laughs> I mean, like just for Christ's sake. Like I agree, I agree. Jesus, maybe like a one or like a one or two year hiatus. We something have to be separated. Yeah, yeah. Separated. yeah. yeah. Moving we're down the line, I mean, we've already we've already boxed we've already boxed Ralphie out of the Halloween episode, even though he's one of the he's got more some of the more creepiest things that I know in life, and and Osbeck. Um, I'm definitely coming to the podcast with uh you're the, coming uh, oh. thank you that's gonna be <laughs>
Uh, I'm going to hit that out on the podcast. No, uh, 14. 14. Hey, that end on an even number. Hey, real quick, can I give a shout out to Chrissy, my cousin, Chrissy Brakey? She's the one, she's uh, posted on social media. I need to post it on our account. She's the one who bought the a shirt, a Whiskey Business shirt and Whiskey Business mug. Oh, she's the one. I keep, for, I, I, keep, I keep forgetting that we have merchandise. No, she's the best. Buy some she's merchandise, kids. Come on. Yeah, if you go to whiskeybusinesspod.com, there's a link. But I, I love Chrissy. And, and we should we should tell people that more often. And she lives in Delaware, which is kind of fun. Like, so she's out of state, you know, just doing her thing. And is it allowed what? to listen to Whiskey Business in Delaware? Shh. All right, seems like a strict state. I don't know. No. So they're not allowed to drink in that state either, or wear or wear out of state clothing. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't know how this, you're going to finish this. This, this is <laughs> comedically. I, I haven't lost this. I'm thinking something right now, and I'm not saying <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Uh, so, on behalf of uh, Whiskey Business, my name is Dino Tripotis. This is his, his Whiskey Business. <laughs> The after podcast is going to be intense. (laughs) Until the next pod. See ya. See ya. (laughs) See ya. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.